Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 13. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Take your Bible, Matthew chapter 13, chapter 13. If you haven't been with us, we're in part three of the kingdom parable. Part one, we looked at the parable of the seed and the sower. And we pointed out that the most important thing about the parable of the seed and the sower is not the seed and the sower, but the soil. Remember? And the soil represents the heart. Hey, I should ask you. How's your heart? How's your soil? Is it pliable? Are you, are you ready? Did you come to hear what God has to say? You know how easy it is to just come to church, sit, enjoy the songs, listen to the word, go home unaffected? That's what that parable was all about. You see, some of the seed fell on, on by the wayside, and then some fell on stony ground. And then some fell in good ground. That's a good heart and soft heart where the seed, the word of God is planted in your heart, watered by the Holy Spirit to bring forth fruit in your life. How's your heart? How's your soil? Are you here? Ready to hear what the spirit says? You see, God, got, God has a word for you today. And you're not just here because you chose to come to church. I believe the Holy Spirit brought you here. So that you could hear what the Spirit has to say. The parable of the seed and the sower, part one of our series in the kingdom parables. And then in part two, we talked about last week, the parable of the wheat and the tare. And we talked about the parable of the mustard seed. And we talked about the parable of the leaven. This morning, got a pen? This morning, we're going to be talking about two more parables. The parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl of great price. Fascinating stuff ahead for us. Saints, Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 44, if you're there, say amen. Amen. Jesus is speaking again, talking about parables or speaking in parables. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found, and then he hid it again. And for get this, the joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. And again, in verse 45, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and he sold all that he had and he bought it. Now, stop right there. Give me your attention. Remember Jesus, if you've been with us, you know, that Jesus has been speaking and teaching in parables, which was the popular method of teaching of that day. It was the hot teaching method of Jesus' day, to speak in parables. Remember the word parable. 
comes from two Greek words, para, P-A-R-A, which means alongside, and bole means to throw, it means to place. And so Jesus taught in parables. He would lay alongside a story to illustrate a heavenly truth. Remember I told you a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. I read it like this this past week. A parable is a short little story with a big meaning. I like that. A short little story with a great big meaning. Parables. Here we are again. Jesus is speaking in parables. This time he's talking about the parable of the hidden treasure in verse 44. Look at it again. Notice there's a treasure hidden in the field. A man finds the treasure. He hides it again. And then for the joy of finding the treasure, what happens? He goes out, he sells everything that he owns, and he buys the field to get the treasure. A little background. You got to have a little background in order to understand the parable. In those days, in Jesus' day, they didn't have BB&T Bank. You knew that. Say amen. Good. They didn't have the credit union. They didn't have safety deposit boxes. There was no place to put your money or your valuables. Even the houses in Jesus' day were made of clay. So if a robber wanted to come and rob your house, he could simply dig right through the wall, go in and take whatever he chose to. There was no locking windows, no deadbolt doors. There was no ADT alarm system. So if you had something of value, this is what they would do. They would put the something of value, money, jewels, whatever, they would put it in a clay pot or a box, and then they would go hide it in the field, and they would cover it up so that they are the only ones who knew where it was. They'd hide a treasure in the field. Yeah, we do that today. People do that today. They don't hide things in the field today, but many people today, they hide money in their mattress. Isn't it true? Which I don't know why you would do that because when the robbers come, they're going to go straight to your mattress because they know that's what people do. And some folks hide money in the freezer. They take some money and put it in the popsicle box and put it in the freezer. My mom's husband, don't tell her I told you this, My mom's husband, he hides money in his coat pockets and in his shoes. He doesn't know that my mom knows, but she does know. And because now I know and now everyone knows. Um, (laughs) So he hides money in his coat and in his shoes and in the closet. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, let me tell you something. I said, look. When, when, when he passes, because we all got to go, but, but sometime. But I said, when he passes, lock the house. Don't let anybody in because me and you got some searching to do. Because we're going to find us some money. I said, don't give away a thing. We'll check all the clothing before we give anything to the Salvation Army. Because there's some money in there. I know it. 
So people hide money, even today, they put money in places to hide it from others. In those days, they hid things in the ground. So Jesus, understand, is talking about something that is very practical, very common, and very relevant. A parable. Jesus was a very relevant preacher. If you're a preacher, a teacher, could I ask you? Be relevant. Is anything worse than hearing teaching is just not relevant? It's just like, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? You see, Jesus would get right where people were. He'd just get right there. So when he's talking about this parable of the hidden treasure, everyone knew what he was talking about. Because it was very common, very practical, and very relevant parable. Number two, look in your Bibles again in verse 45 and 46, the parable of the pearl of great price. In this parable, we can see there was a man who was seeking a treasure in the field and he finds it. And when he found it, he went and sold everything that he had to buy one pearl. Again, a little background in the ancient world. Pearls were very rare, very, very um, expensive, very costly. As a matter of fact, divers oftentimes, when they were diving for pearls to harvest pearls, they would lose their lives because they, they were just so rare and so costly and so difficult to get. Many times divers would lose their lives when pearls were purchased in those days for investment, much like we do with diamonds today or jewelry today. Some people will buy diamonds and buy jewelry, not because they like it, but for an investment. In the same way in Jesus' day, they would buy pearls as an investment. They were priceless. They were precious. They were valuable. Now, remember when Jesus said, he said to his disciples, he said, don't cast your pearls before swine. In other words, Jesus was saying, look, don't give something so precious and so priceless as the gospel to people who don't care. He was using the pearl to show how precious and priceless it was and comparing it to the gospel. And he says, look, there comes a time. And listen, maybe this is a word for you. There comes a time where you need to stop sharing a word. Because some folks just want to argue. Some folks just want to debate. Some folks just want intellectual exercise. They don't want no Jesus. They don't want, and Jesus knew that. Now, if Jesus knew it, how much more should we know it that there comes a time where you don't cast those precious, valuable pearls before people who just don't want to hear it? Jesus said, Don't cast your pearls before swine. Very precious, very valuable in those days. As a matter of fact, I discovered that the Roman emperor Caliglia would show off his expensive wealth by dissolving a pearl in vinegar and then drinking it. Very expensive, priceless, showing off his wealth. Now, concerning the parable, did you notice this? Did you notice what's not there? An interpretation. Did you notice? The disciples didn't ask like they did in the other parables. They asked. I wish they would have asked, and then we would have known exactly what Jesus is talking about. So when I get to heaven, me and the disciples are going to have a talk. 
Okay, I'm like, why didn't you ask? Because you didn't ask, now people are free to interpret. Okay, fine. Concerning this parable, there are two basic interpretations that scholars generally side with. Number one, two common interpretations. Some scholars say concerning the parable that the meaning of the parable is Jesus sells all that he has, his death on the cross, the price he paid to redeem the church, to take the church out of the world. The treasure would be the church, and the field would be the world. And Jesus died to take the church, to redeem the church, to buy the church out of the world. That's one interpretation. And might I add, it's a very good one. And if that is your position, you're free to have it. To tell you the truth, it's a very good biblical interpretation. Although I do not believe that this is what Jesus is getting to here. There is another position concerning the interpretation of this parable. The other position would say this. The point of the parable is to show the priceless value of the kingdom of heaven and how to appropriate it. The priceless value of the kingdom of heaven and how to appropriate it. There is a scholar by the name of A.T. Robertson. He said this, quote, The point of the parable is the enormous wealth of the kingdom of which any sacrifice at all, all that one has is not too great a price to pay, end quote. Haley's Bible Handbook says the priceless value of Christ to the human soul is depicted in this parable. What Christ offers is worth giving up everything for, even life itself, when you realize the value and the worth of the kingdom of heaven. I believe that is true. Do you, saints, say amen if you believe that's true? Whatever it is, there's nothing worth giving up the kingdom. Nothing should get in the way or keep anyone away from entering the kingdom. So I believe this parable focuses on finding the kingdom and the value of the kingdom. Now, let me give you, and if you're taking notes, you might want to begin to write down. I'm going to give you this morning five practical principles for the parable. Five practical principles that we can extract, draw from this parable. Number one, you can see it in your Bibles, the priceless value of the kingdom. Did you notice this? Look in your Bibles again. Both men in both parables saw the value of the treasure. You see, these guys, they weren't in the field and they saw the treasure and they said, okay, that's great. There's no big deal. There's a treasure. I mean, it didn't happen like that. Both these men saw this thing is valuable and they gladly sold everything to get the treasure. And isn't it true? Anytime you find something valuable, you have joy. There is excitement because you found something valuable. I love pirate movies. I, I love swashbucklers. And there is a classic pirate movie that I would encourage you all to watch. The Muppet Treasure Island. 
Um, this is a classic. I'm telling you, if you have not seen it, you must see this movie. Go to Blockbuster, <laughs> order the DVD, or try to rent. I'll take my copy back so you can rent it. You have got to see this. I love the Muppet Treasure Island. I mean, and I get engrossed in it, I got to tell you. I mean, sometimes I lose sight of the fact that they're just Muppets. They seem like people. And, and, and so yesterday I'm reading about the treasure and I'm, you know, and I'm watching the Muppet Treasure Island. I'm telling you, I was getting revelation and inspiration from God as I was, you know, Miss Piggy and the frog. I just got revelation from God. I mean, concerning treasure. And you're looking in the movie and they, they got all this treasure and, and, and it's so fun. And they got all the gold and all the treasure. I love swashbuckler movies. Why? Because when you find the hidden treasure, there's joy. When you find anything that value, there's joy. How about the road show? You seen the road show? People bring their stuff, their antiques. Maybe you've got a picture on the wall and your mama and your mama's mama and your mama's mama mama and your mama's mama 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 had it and now you got it. And it's on the wall and you're like, gosh, I hate that picture. It's so ugly, it doesn't match anything I have. The road show comes to town, yeah, I'll just take it and see what they say. So you take it to the roadshow people, they look at the value of the picture, and they, they tell you, oh, well, this picture is worth $20,000. And you go, wow, joy, excitement. I've seen people, and, you know, they, they, got the, they find out their item is worth value, and they say, you know, I think we'll just keep this as a family heirloom. It's so wonderful to have the memories. You know what I say? Sell it. Tithe, sell it. No, no, just kidding. Sell that baby. Look, that's nice, but somebody else might enjoy it too. I just try to be a blessing. <laughs> Give me a check. But what? You find something of value, it's wonderful. I've seen people, I was on the beach a couple of weeks ago, and, and I don't know, I've just never seen it, but you know the people who walk around with the metal detector deal? Why did I always see like lots of them? Every time I go to the beach, they're like, keep passing me by. I'm like, what's up with that? There must be a message here. And so, you know, they're, 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 they're you know, walking on the beach and looking for coins, and I have never seen anybody ever lean down and pick up anything. Never do people actually find stuff, valuable coins, whatever. I've never seen it. But when you find something valuable, it is exciting. There is joy. And so this man in our text is walking through the field. He finds the treasure and he's excited and he gladly gave all that he had to obtain the treasure. And isn't it true concerning the kingdom? When the spirit of God touches your heart. Spirit of God touches your eyes. You all of a sudden, you see the true value of the kingdom. You see the true value of being a Christian. You see the true value of Jesus and who he is. And you're excited and you're thankful for that. All of a sudden, when the spirit of God touches you, being a Christian is more valuable than silver and gold. Someone once said it simply. When you have Jesus, you have enough. Amen, saints. When you have Jesus, you got enough. And I got to say, as a pastor, Pastor Rodney is grieved. As I look at the church, and I'm amazed at how many Christians today are so focused on getting more. 
I don't understand Christians today. We are so focused on what we don't have. Instead, why not try focusing on what you do have and try focusing on being thankful for what you do have? Mr. and Mrs. Christian, you have priceless, valuable treasures deposited in this earthen vessel. Priceless. Valuable treasures. You have the Holy Spirit. You have love. You have joy. You have peace. You've got forgiveness. You've got mercy. You've got grace. You've got salvation. You've got eternal life. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? You got eternal life. That, that's a priceless, valuable treasure. Listen, in this world for the Christian, this is as bad as it gets. What you going through this morning? What's going on in your life today? Whatever it is, this is as bad as it gets. From here on, it is onward and upward for the believer. And that's priceless. Eternal life is priceless. It's priceless. That you're going to heaven. Have you ever thought about that? You are going to heaven no matter what's going on in your life. You could be praising God because you're not going to hell. Y'all say amen. Because, hello, I just said you weren't going to hell. Now, you understand, that's big. Y'all like, well, yeah, I ain't going to hell. I mean, not unless you are. I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't know. But, but, but you're not going to hell. This is a priceless treasure. Pastor Rodney, you just don't understand. No, I don't understand. But you're not going to hell. Pastor, I got some problems, man. I mean, it's bad for me right now in my life. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, but you're not going to hell. Oh, you know, I didn't get the job promotion that I thought I was going to get. I mean, you know, they said they won't give me some money, give me a better position, and they didn't give it to me. Yeah, but you're not going to hell. Oh, Pastor, you know, people don't like me in school. I go to school, I sit in lunchroom all by myself and eat those nasty lunchroom sandwiches, and now I'm sitting by myself, nobody don't like me in school. Yeah, but you're not going to hell. I mean, you understand. Now, Pastor Ronnie, well, we just won the lottery. That ain't nothing compared to heaven. This is big. Treasures. What we do have. No matter what you're going through, God is still on the throne. Amen, saints? No matter what you're going through, our God reigns. It was Ray Steadman. He tells a story. You know the song we sing. Our God reigns. He tells this story in his church bulletin. True story. There was a typo. You know, reigns is R-E-I-G-N-S. In his church bulletin, there was a typo and it read, our God resigns. (laughs) And some folks, some folks act like our God resigned when you had a problem. Oh, Pastor, I got a problem. Yeah, but, but, but our God has not resigned. You understand that the word oops is not in God's vocabulary. 
<laughs> you understand that God never has a plan B. You understand. Now, us, we have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F. If that doesn't work, G, H, I, J. Oh, we got a way out there. But you understand that our God has never resigned. Just because you have a problem, it doesn't mean that God has fallen off the throne. He never says, oops. He never says, I better go to plan B. Never. We have treasures. Somebody should tell you. We got. I think that's the way to say that. Treasures. Hidden in this vessel. And we need to be thankful. We need to be grateful. And remember what we do have. And remember that these treasures that we have cannot be taken away. You can lose your wife. You can lose your husband. You can lose your clothes. You can lose your wealth. And you can lose your health. But you cannot lose the eternal treasures that are yours in Christ Jesus. Amen, saints. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.